Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Are you inquisitive? Do you ask a lot of questions? Questions are important. If we are to learn, we need to ask questions. Today on Drawing Near, a young man boldly asked Jesus a question. He may have asked the most important question of all. Join me as we consider this young man's question and Jesus' answer. Please take your Bible and open it to Luke chapter 10, and let's study a critical question. As we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord in prayer together. And Father, we thank you for creating us in such a way that we have inquisitive minds. We want to know things. We want to learn. We want to grow. Now, not all of us want to grow in Christ. We don't all have spiritually inquisitive minds. But Father, I thank you that for some of us, you have put it within our heart to desire to know you, your creation, your revelation, your word, your will. And Father, we pray that you would help us to know that even more today. And while we're asking for this, Father, we pray that you would help all humanity, all people everywhere, to desire to know you. I ask that you would work in their heart to draw them to faith in Jesus Christ and help us as your people to be lights in the darkness. Now, Father, help us as we seek to study your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 10, verse 25, Luke writes, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? I believe it's in Matthew's gospel that this individual is called a rich young ruler. Here, he's called a certain lawyer. The two descriptions together combine to give us an understanding that this is a young man, for one, two, he's wealthy, and then three, he's knowledgeable about the law. So when he stands up to ask Jesus a question, in all honesty and frankness according to this context, he's not sincerely inquisitive. He doesn't genuinely want to know the answer, because Luke says he stood up and tested Jesus. He was putting Jesus on trial, putting him to the test, and his test question was, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, when he says teacher, in all likelihood, the original language says rabbi, so he acknowledges Jesus as a rabbi, as a teacher, as an official individual sharing a doctrine, a set of instructions. And so he says, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, before we go further, we need to acknowledge that might be the most important question of all. Job asked a question in the midst of all of his suffering and trials. His question was, if a man dies, shall he live again? That's an important question. And if the answer to that question is yes, and it is, Then the next question is, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, in this question, there's an acknowledgement that there is eternal life and that we can inherit it. We just need to learn what it takes to inherit eternal life. And there's much here that we could talk about. We could talk about the word inheritance, what's involved in eternal life, 
but we're going to focus primarily on his specific question. He's testing Jesus, and he says, I don't want to perish when I die. I want to inherit eternal life. Verse 26, Jesus responds and says, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? Jesus doesn't give him an answer, but rather Jesus's question is, what do you think? How do you read the law? And remember, this is a lawyer. This is an expert in the law. And so Jesus is basically saying the law tells you what is necessary. If you're going to obey the law and you're an expert in the law, the law tells you how to have eternal life. And so in verse 27, this certain lawyer, or maybe the rich young ruler, answers and says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Now we're going to explore the lawyer's answer, but before we do, we need to look at verse 28. Jesus responds to the man's answer, and he says, you have answered rightly. Do this and live. That's a critical response, because what Jesus certainly says here is, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself, you will inherit eternal life. That's what Jesus says. The problem is, because of our sin nature, we cannot love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and our neighbor as ourself. We are corrupted. Our love for God and our love for others has been perverted, tainted by sin, so we can't do what this lawyer has answered and replied to Jesus must be done or what the law requires. Now understand, we're dealing with the law here. And we know as believers today, you can't be saved by keeping the law because when you break the law in just one point, you're guilty of breaking the whole law. You are a lawbreaker. So the law is insufficient to save us. But if you could keep the law perfectly, summarized in love God, love your neighbor, then that would be sufficient to take you to heaven. What it would say is, you're good enough. You have been perfectly righteous because you've loved God and your neighbor. But let's go back to verse 27, because it's not just love God and love your neighbor. The answer is, you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and your neighbor exactly as you love yourself. The standard here is very, very high. These aren't simply poetic words. To love God with all of our heart means there's not any speck of a lack of love present. The same with our soul, our strength, and our mind. And to love our neighbor as ourself is to love our neighbor perfectly and completely. We can't do this. We're sinners. We're selfish. We're carnal, not spiritual. We're dead in our sins and trespasses. We are in darkness. We are unable to even know this God we are supposed to love due to our sin. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned each one to our own way. We are a stubborn, stiff-necked, rebellious people. And so this whole conversation, this testing of Jesus, has a very interesting twist. 
Jesus asks the lawyer what the law says, what he understands the law says. The lawyer answers, and he answers exactly right. Jesus says so in verse 28. You have answered rightly. That's exactly what the law says. And then he says, keep the law and you will live. The problem is we can't do this. Therefore, we can't live. We can't have eternal life. In verse 29, we see something else. The lawyer wanting to justify himself. You see, Jesus had set him on his heels. Jesus had put him in his place. He looked foolish, but he wanting to justify himself said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Notice he doesn't ask about loving God. I don't know why that is, but the question is, okay, who is the neighbor that I must love like myself? Maybe this rich young ruler, maybe this legal expert had this idea that he did love God the way he was supposed to. Maybe he did love others, but who is my neighbor? Who is it that I am to love as myself? Now, we're going to explore that answer in our next study together. But the question for you and I is, and remember, asking questions is important, is do we know what it takes to inherit eternal life? What do we do to inherit eternal life? And the question is kind of complex. It's simple and yet kind of complex. Part of the answer is we do nothing because we can't do anything in and of ourselves to have eternal life. We can't save ourselves. We are not saved by works, lest any man should boast. So if we can't do anything, how do we have eternal life? Well, what makes this answer tricky is we must do something. And that something is we must trust in Jesus. We must put faith in Jesus. That's an important understanding. What we do is trust in what Jesus has done. We can't do anything to merit eternal life ourselves. Jesus has done that for us through his death, burial, and resurrection, and we must trust in him. Have you trusted in Christ? Are you trusting in Christ? Because doing things, being good, being religious, going to church, being a faithful husband or wife, a good parent, uh, a good provider, these things don't save us. They can't because we have a sin problem. And Jesus addressed that sin problem and overcame that sin problem through his death, burial, and resurrection. And only through faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done are we saved. I pray that you are. And I pray that if you are, you're walking in holiness. You're walking in obedience, following Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for our study. Thank you for this question, this time to consider these things. This is an important question, and we need to know the answer. And I thank you, Father, that we're going to learn more in our next study. Help us, Father, to not just be saved, but to live saved, to work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.